It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with a match reaction stream because we didn't do one um, yesterday following Arsenal's 3-0 defeat against Brighton. So we thought Monday morning, why not dissect um, an awful result which all but seals Arsenal's title hopes. But yeah, I'm delighted to be joined by Charlie. It's been a long time since I've been on here. But yeah, Charlie, how you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. I mean, obviously, as I just said to you, still a bit deflated from, from yesterday, but... I mean, as you just said as well, it's we weren't really expecting this. But I mean, after how well we've been playing all season, it's just, it's such a tough one to take with just everything that's gone on this season and continuing to be top of the league. And then over the last seven games, we've dropped twelve points. It's it's it is a tough one to take over the last few weeks. It's just. I mean, I've always been speaking about that light at the end of the tunnel and now I can't see it anymore, unfortunately. And I don't think anyone else can. I, they only need one more win and they've done it. So, Yeah, no, I think, I think before before we dissect everything, assess everything, I just want to big up Marcus in the chat because they don't realise he lives in his snow. I live, I live in Slough, so <laughs> big up Marcus in the chat. He lives near lovely Slough, so... That, that's made my morning. But yeah, yesterday, for me, I think when I saw Manchester City comfortably go to Goodison Park and wipe the floor with Everton, I thought, wow, this is a serious, serious team. They were without Jack Grealish for that game. They were without Kevin De Bruyne. But Manchester City have so many options. Even when they're contesting free trophies, they've got a big game against Real Madrid coming up. And they rotate. They rotate quite cleverly, but they have the options to do so. They bring in Phil Foden, they bring in Julian Alvarez, and they have so many options. And Ilkay Gundogan, I think, what a player, what a player. Every time when Manchester City need a clutch player in big games, in title moments, you've seen it last season, the year before, he always comes up trumps, and he's done it again in this campaign. And... Manchester City, I think, will be silly if they don't tie him down to a new contract. I know Barcelona are rumoured to be interested. But, yeah, Manchester City picked up a very good win at Goodison Park. And then I thought, it seemed when Arsenal kicked off against Brighton, I know the first half was a bit cagey, but it seemed that Arsenal, in the back of their minds, they probably thought, OK, this is over. Manchester City have just gone to Everton 
Goodison Park. They picked up a very good win. If there was a game that we'd hope that they'd drop points, it would be at Goodison Park. But they've just basically gone there and got the job done comprehensively. So in the back of your minds, as professionals, as human beings, it does affect you because at the end of the day, you're a human. Like you can't you can't block these things out. They they're an ex- inexperienced team. They're young. At times, they have been naive this season, which we'll touch on um, yesterday uh, in, in a few occasions. But yeah, I thought I thought there was a bit of they gave up. I, th- I thought they probably saw that game against Everton and they thought, yeah, we're not going to win the league. Um, they see th- the sad thing is, and the worrying thing is, they seemed that it seemed like Arsenal had played the European game. They were mm-hmm. leggy. They were nervous. They were tired. They weren't the Arsenal team we've seen for majority of the season. Fair play to Brighton, though. I've I've seen a few teams come to the Emirates this season and outclass Arsenal. Manchester City being one of them. I thought Brentford had a very good performance at the Emirates and Brighton. I thought Brighton was sensational. To go to the Emirates and dominate an Arsenal team in terms of possession, passing, and be clinical in terms of putting three goals past past us, sorry, it needs to be applauded and you, and you need to give them respect where it's due. But yeah, it just seemed Arsenal, they felt a bit sorry for themselves, didn't they? Yeah, and you speak about the possession and Brian did so well with it. They were able to just <clears throat> play the way that they wanted to play. It, all, it At times, it almost seemed like a training game that when we'd slightly press them, they'd, they'd managed to break us open every single time. And... I think that could be down to what you when what you first said with possibly giving up. And I mean, in Arteta's press conference um, after the game, he was asked if because of the Man City score, mm. if he thinks that 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 kind of caused a flatness in the team, whether they felt deflated, and obviously Arteta's defending his players and saying that that shouldn't be the case, which I agree, that shouldn't be the case, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was because it was a completely different Arsenal side to what we've been seeing. You, As you were saying, they were, uh, Brighton were dominating possession and as I was saying, they were playing the way that they wanted to play. Arsenal, it was a completely different Arsenal side to what we'd originally been seeing this season because we are a team that was keep that would keep the ball we'd be quite heavily possession based and we just kind of allowed Brighton to have the ball it seemed very very weird and there were times in the first half especially and I was actually getting quite frustrated at it when I was watching we weren't pressing when they had the ball uh, when the keeper had the ball when their defenders had the ball at times and I saw uh, when we did press quite heavily and quick and fast, it actually put them under pressure. They were a bit shaky at the back. Towards, towards, the, towards, the, towards the end of the first half, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think we kind of like started to work out that, you know what, if we do this, we'll be able to get the ball high up the pitch and they won't be able to get past us. Hmm. But it just seemed like we then backed off a little bit even more and then they were still able to keep the ball. And I was getting frustrated at it because it was like, if we're if we're able to see, like, us get the ball from when they when we press them at the back when and they get a bit shaky that they start to lose possession, why don't we continue to do that? And that might have partially been because 
we were tired and the team was a bit flat. So we weren't kind of pressing as hard as as we would have normally in a, in a game at the Emirates or, or any game, uh, as a matter of fact. So it was a bit weird to see because it was a completely different Arsenal side to what we've been seeing. And I think, yeah, credit to Brighton because they had been doing very, very well. That They did very, very well this game. And there obviously were points that we could say, come on, but like we should have done better with that. And yes, they were clinical, but then there were a couple of sloppy chances that we that we gave to them. And I'm sure that we'll dissect it a little bit further, um, the goals. But yeah, it just didn't... The whole game just seemed off from from the get go, mm. and I think that Even was the atmosphere. Atmosphere, yeah, seemed off as well. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if that was partially because of the Man City game. Mm. But then I reiterate what I just said, and what I said, Arteta, Arteta said that shouldn't be the case. If we if we want to keep fighting for this title, we've got to keep going. We've got to keep fighting as hard as we can because. If we keep the pressure up on Man City, yes, they've got that experience. Well, now going to be five times in the last six years mm. that there's a possibility that they're going to slip up. And that's not really going to be the case now when we've kind of let the intensity drop and yeah. let them get an even further step ahead of us. And I think the only way that we were going to kind of that City were going to drop points is if we kept the pressure up and obviously that didn't happen I think Arsenal as you were saying it, it, they gave up kind of and it just didn't I think Arsenal saw that Man City weren't going to be able to drop points They, I mean they've gone on a crazy unbeaten run and they are just a great team and you're talking about the rotation that they have in the team and this is what we've been talking about many times, that we need to keep on improving the depth of our squad each transfer window. And I'm sure that we're going to do that. I think it would be difficult to let some people go um, this transfer window. I wouldn't be surprised if we do see possibly Shaka or or some, or one of the kind of bigger names in our squad go because we obviously will need to free up a space if we're going to bring in a few players uh, this summer and even following on to January, we might even see a few people come in. And I think we need to, if we're going to be competing in the Champions League, in the Premier League, hopefully in the FA Cup and any other competitions that we come up in. And the only way that we're going to do that is by having that ruthlessness, as we've been stating many times, in a transfer window to keep on improving our squad and go that one step further as to what City are doing year in, year out. And they're doing that so well that they are competing and winning five titles in the last six years. Mm. Uh, hopefully we're able to compete at that level starting next. I mean, obviously we've been competing at that level this season, but you know what I mean? Hopefully we can kind of see ourselves do that next season and keep on improving our squad year in, year out. And I'm sure Arteta will implement that. Yeah, I think for me, yesterday I saw certain players and on paper they're good players. I think for um, Arsenal in previous years, they, they, they've been solid. They've they've been, um, they've been done good jobs for the club. But when I look at them, when they come in, 
I don't think Mikel Arteta trusts them, if I'm honest. I look at Kieran Tierney yesterday and I thought the fact that Sinchenko wasn't playing, I thought Arsenal didn't really have control in that game. Mm. Brighton were on top and Kieran Tierney, I, I love him. I think he's a very good player, but is he the player that Arteta trusts? Is he the right player for Arsenal? Probably not. Probably not because the way Arsenal want to play, I don't think Kieran Tierney offers that. Kirantini is more of a player that likes bombing down on the left-hand side and whipping balls in. And for a team that is, is fixated with control, dominating possession, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do what Alexander Zinchenko can do. And then on the flip side, I look at Gabriel Jesus and he's been great for Arsenal. I know he's, he's missed a um, few months this season due to injury. But I'm crying out for a physical striker. I'm crying out for someone that we have a plan B in our box. I thought he struggled yesterday against uh, Levi Kobo, and I think it was Dunk. They just they manhandled him at times, and he didn't really get a sniff uh, within the game. And I think we're lacking someone who has that profile that we can change it up. You look at Manchester City, I keep going back to Manchester City, and they keep continually speaking about Julian Alvarez, Erling Haaland. They have different options. And I think Arsenal lack that right now. And look at Moises Caicedo. I know he, he made that foul on Gabriel Martinelli, but apart from that, he, I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he was phenomenal. And this is the fact that he played at right back. Moises mm. Caicedo played at right back to try and stifle Martinelli. And he did. Obviously, Martinelli uh, picked up that injury um, and went off. And then Trossard came on as well. And I thought Caicedo handled him well. But you look at these players, and I think they can, they, they, they can be the improvements that Arsenal need. Arteta, I think, needs to have 17, 18 players that he can rely on next season. There's so many question marks on the likes of Emil Smith-Rowe. I can honestly see him leaving next season, if, uh, in the summer, sorry. If I'm honest, Granit Xhaka's future is up in the air. Kieran Tierney, Balogun, Nketiah. Um, so many players could, could, could be the part in the club this summer. Mm. And But we have to be ruthless. We have to be ruthless. Like M Manchester City... When they had Yaya Torre, they realised his time was coming up. What did they go and do? They bought Ilkay Gundogan. And he's mm -hmm. given them so many good years. This summer, we, I know we keep saying that they should keep Ilkay Gundogan, but Manchester City always think ahead. They're always thinking forward. They may realise that Gundogan is 32 years of age. Maybe we can get someone better than him who can who can improve us for the upcoming years. Uh, uh, but, yeah, I think I think... This summer, we have to be ruthless. We have to be ruthless. There's so many question marks on certain players. And I think right now, the defence, I think, since William Saliba has picked up that injury, like we've struggled at home especially. Before his injury, we conceded only 26 goals in 28 games. Since his injury, we have conceded 16 in just eight games. And that shows like the margin of where we are. And I know Gary Neville, etc., says... Oh, I don't know what Arsenal fans are talking about. They've not lost the title just by William Saliba's injury. But it's it's proven to be a big, big difference to our performances in recent yeah. weeks. But again, we need to improve on the depth of our squad. We need to buy players that Mikel Arteta trusts in. And I think that will happen. But I think the summer is going to be key. I've spoken about it before. The midfield needs to be revamped. If I, I, I'm personally bringing in two midfielders of, of high quality there's been links to Mason Mount, Caicedo, Declan Rice. We need to bring in a defender. 
We need to bring in a forward as well. I look at Bakaya Saka. In recent weeks, he's been shot. He is knackered. Yeah. So, so tired. He's not performing at the level he was. And I, I know there's a lot of comments saying he's a bottler. They would tell Saka, which is crazy. He's tired. He's tired. He's fatigued. He's playing every single game. He's playing every single game. He's going out. He's going playing for England in international games. And I know Mikel Arteta keeps banging on the drum that the Champions League next season, he'll need to play Tuesday, Saturday. But Manchester City play similar. They play Tuesday to Saturday, Wednesday to Sunday, but they're still, they're still giving the likes of Kevin De Bruyne a rest. Yeah. They're still giving uh, the likes of Jack Grealish a rest. They're big players. They're important players for Manchester City. So tiredness affects you. It does because you can't keep playing every single game week in, week out at such a young age. Yeah. So, yeah, ruthlessness, I think, is going to be key, but it is difficult. It is difficult. We'll speak on the first goal, Charlie. I see you shutting your eyes. It was naive. It was naive, wasn't it? Because I saw the interview after, and Jakob Kivio said, I, I agree with him. He got kicked. I, I can agree with that. But as a football player, you, you don't think to yourself, okay, I've been kicked, I'll go down. Until the referee blows the whistle, the game has not been halted. That's mm-hmm. naivety in my mind. And hopefully he'll learn on it. I know Mikel Arteta will, will be telling him in the dressing room after, you can't make these decisions no. because you know what VAR is like. They're not going to help you. And yeah, I think that was naive. And then from then onwards, that's probably the goal which cost us because our heads dropped, didn't it? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think it was just so soft. I think, yes, I think the back of his ankle got uh, trodden on, which I think it took his boot off. But if you're going to play for this badge, if you're going to play for this team, you have to put all your effort in. You've got to be strong. You've got to fight. You have to fight. And in a position where a ball is going to come into the box, you don't just go onto one knee. You keep on playing. If you've got one boot on, I don't care. I mean, I hope that I would have been the, like this if I was play, when I was playing football because I was a centre back as well. If my boot came off, I'd keep on playing until that ball's out of the pitch. I'd put my boot back on, or until the ref seen something. If he if he's able to keep playing and and Cizo still scores that goal, then I'll be like, okay, he got fouled. He's literally only got one boot on, and VAR might be able to have a look at it. If he doesn't try in that situation, I have no sympathy for him because it is so soft. And it really did frustrate me. It really annoyed me because it's like, 
if you're a centre back, you have to be strong in these situations. And when a bot when a ball is coming in to a cross in literally the most dangerous area of the pitch, he, I think he was in the six yard box. You don't go down when you felt a slight when you. I say slight, obviously I don't know exactly how it felt, but what looked like a slight touch that's got the back of your Achilles. And it, that's a little scratch, what what it seems like. It seems like a bit of a scratch, but just keep on playing. It might hurt, just limp a little bit for just for a moment. Be able to compete with that ball within Caesar. It's not like he's a tall player. Kivior should be being able to outstrengthen Enzo like that he's tall he could he should dominate that cross easily because it wasn't like it was an amazing cross it it was actually quite a scrappy cross it just so happened that it was it managed to get into that danger area and Kivior wasn't there to react because he was on the floor and that isn't the mentality that isn't the the way of a of a title winning center back yes we're talking about gabriel uh, we're talking about William Saliba, but it, in a position like that, any other defender, what I would have thought, would continue playing, would would fight for that ball. And I think Rob Holden would have done it. I'm not saying that Rob Holden is a better defender than Kivior. I'm not saying that Kivior is a better defender than Rob Holden. I don't completely know yet. We haven't seen too much of Kivior. What we have seen is that he's actually been okay. He's actually been really good these last few games. Yesterday, I think that he completely dropped off. He, I, that goal was, I think, ridiculous. I, I am still holding a grudge over him, and I probably will be for the remainder of the two, the the two games that we still have to play. But apart from that, I think he was okay. There were a few points where he, I, I think it was the, the, I think it was the third goal. He got caught lacking. Um, around the, I think it was around the halfway line, and he wasn't sprinting back. He was just jogging almost seemed like he was expecting someone to do something for him in that place. And that was not on. And I think he just needs to, in this situation, kind of like buck up, I think. I think that's the only way that I can really describe that first goal. Just buck up and keep competing for that ball. You have to fight for that ball. You have to attack it. You have to get it out. If you're if you're hurt... Get out of play, at least get out for a corner and then you can whinge about it. You can say something to the referee being like, I just got fouled. If he competes for it and they score, I'm obviously I'll be annoyed that they score, but I'm happy that he at least tried. And it didn't seem like he tried in that situation. I it didn't and we were talking about just a second ago that it didn't seem like the Arsenal side that we've been seeing. It didn't seem like they were trying hard enough. It didn't seem like they were it just seemed like they were flat. And Kivior was kind of like a whole... That that moment there kind of encapsulated everything in Arsenal's in Arsenal's game, I thought, yesterday. Because he it didn't seem like he tried. And I'm being harsh on him, but people might say think differently. But I genuinely think that that's ridiculous from him. Yeah, I think it was naive. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, he just shouldn't do it, to be honest. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Because I don't think he'll make a same mistake like that again. Hopefully, touch wood. But yeah, I think it was just it was just a mistake that you only see it once, once in a blue moon, and he just goes down. And I'm just thinking, like, what's happened to him? The ball comes in, and it's a free header um, for 
What's it? How do you, how do you pronounce his name? I, f- I think it's Enciso. Enciso, e- yeah. It's E N C I S O. Yeah, he's a good player. Good player. But even the even the second goal and the third goal, I think defensively we were not there. Rams, I think, should do better for the third goal. If I'm being completely honest, he he, he parries it straight at him. He parries it straight at him, and it's it's an easy rebound. Uh, for the Brighton defender. And I think, again, that's something that Ramsdale needs to improve on. Uh, he makes great saves, and I think he's been fantastic for Arsenal. But he does have that. Um, there, there's still on the odd occasion where he does have a clangor in him. He does have a mistake. But again, I give him the benefit of the doubt because, well, he's only 24 years of age. He'll improve and he'll, he'll get better. But the overall picture, we'll speak about the season as a whole. For me, I said a few weeks ago, the frustrating thing for me as an Arsenal fan was the fact that, you've touched on it before, we didn't put pressure on Manchester City. Like Liverpool have done it when they were going for Premier League titles and I know they've come up short on the final day, but I would have been proud to have seen Arsenal go to the final day of a Premier League title uh, season, sorry, 38 games, go to the final day and compete for the Premier League title. Yeah, It would, it would have been great. And then you'd say, fair enough, we've taken it to the final day, we've not won the title, these things can happen. But the fact that we've, we've essentially lost it in April, the, the games that we dropped points in, Southampton, Manchester City, West Ham, Liverpool, it's those four games, that stretch where we've slipped up and it has cost us. And it's disappointing because you could say it's got a bit too much for the players. We've been unfortunate with injuries. I can say that because I think with William Saliba, we'd have a better shot at still being in this title race. I'm not saying necessarily winning it, but we'd be in a good chance of um, going to the final day. Um, but apart from that, we can't really blame injuries as well. I think the performances have not been good enough. Um, we've gone to an up in games and we've let the lead slip. Again, not good enough. And... We've not picked up a win against a team which has been relegated this season, Southampton. Don't think that's good enough. No. We've gone to Goodison Park, not picked up a win. See what Manchester City done um, yesterday, 3-0 win. So there's there's a lot of regrets in this season. But for me, I'll give my uh, comments. Like I know a lot of fans are going to be laughing, but they should be worrying about what their teams are doing as well, because that Chelsea, they're not even in the top half. Mm-hmm. They're not even in the top yeah. half. So if if their satisfaction is in terms of seeing Arsenal struggle and fail, yeah, it, it, it should, I just feel sorry. It for shows. That. It shows. It shows, it, it shows a lot. But in terms of this season, for me, this has been one of the best seasons of watching Arsenal for, for many, many years. Like, it's been such a ride. Going to the Emirates, the atmosphere. Um, you see the uh, Arsenal uh, away fans at St. James's Park last weekend. The atmosphere, how much it was, the bounce, the, how much the fans were bouncing. The performances that they've given us this season. That goal, Reese Nelson's winner against Bournemouth. Um, great wins against Tottenham, Chelsea, Manchester United. It has been a ride. It has been a roller coaster of a ride. It's been emotional. It's been draining. But it's been one of the best seasons we've experienced as an Arsenal fan, in, in my eyes. It's not been the season that we'd wanted, 
But this season, the players got streaming again. And last season, then uh, we never experienced that. A season before when Unai Emery, we weren't dreaming of winning the Premier League title. We weren't dreaming of winning the Premier League title when Arsene Wenger was in charge towards the last stages of his career. It's been a long time since I've come into the final months of the season, April, May, and I thought, oh, we could win this Premier League title. And as a fan, that's made me feel good. And no team has a right to win a title. You, you, only, you only win a Premier League title and trophies because you deserve it. And I don't think Arsenal have deserved to win this Premier League title because in the final hurdle, they've fallen short. But that doesn't mean that they'll be back, that they won't be back next season. Sorry. They will be yeah. back. This Arsenal yeah, team will. compared to Tottenham. Like Tottenham, Nagelsmann rejected Tottenham. Tottenham will be struggling <laughs> again next season. I'll tell you that. Harry Kane's future is up in the air. There's a lot of bad things going on uh, over the road. Chelsea, I know they've got Mauricio Pochettino, who's a known failure. Let's just, <laughs> let's, just, let's just say that because I know a lot of Chelsea fans are in the comments giving us steak, but they've got they've got they've just picked up a manager who's a failure. Let, let's be serious. He struggled in PSG, struggled uh, at Tottenham. So I think next season the teams again that will be challenging. I think Liverpool will be up there. I think Manchester United will potentially be, be up there. And I think Manchester City will be up there. But Arsenal will be up there as well. I think the owners will spend. I think they'll spend. And I think we'll get rid of the players. We'll, we'll trim this squad the way it needs to be trimmed. And we'll recoup money, whether it's for players like Tierney, Balogun, Shaka, And I think that'll be added into the squad. We're in the Champions League. We're back in the Champions League. It's been a long time since we said that. We're the only <laughs> London representative in the Champions League next season. Yeah. We're, the only, we're, we're the only club in London that's going to be participating in the Champions League. So Tottenham fans, Chelsea fans, like they can keep giving us stick, but we're going to be representing London in the Champions League next season. So for me, this season, it's not a failure. It's not a failure, no way. It's a disappointment because we were so close, yet so far... But I'm proud. I'm proud to have watched this play, these players over the course of the season. I'm proud to have seen them give us give us such high moments. So I know you'll be feeling the same, uh, won't you? With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I, I mean, you've literally just taken the words out of my mouth with being proud of this team. It's, this is the best season that I've that I've ever watched Arsenal. I mean, obviously we um, we we did win the invincible season in 0304 and I was alive then. But I but I, know, I, yeah, I wasn't watching it. Younger. Yeah, but I, I wasn't. I'm 22, so I wasn't actually watching watching Arsenal at that point. And so this season is the best season that I've ever seen Arsenal play in the, in the Premier League. Obviously, we've had the seasons where we've won the, the FA Cup and that's been fantastic and I've been over the moon for it. But this season has brought something different. And when I say it's brought something different, it's brought something different, not just to me, but 
to the club as a whole, to every single fan at this club, to the owners. I think we've, we're now putting a bit of faith behind the owners. Obviously, there was that talk a while ago of Cronky out, et cetera, et cetera. But I think now the owners are getting behind the club. Arteta's brought something fantastic to this club and the the fans are making the atmosphere fantastic almost week in, week out. Obviously, we were just saying about the atmosphere possibly being a bit flat um, yesterday, but as a that's whole, the one thing, as a, yeah, that's, as a whole. That's the one thing. I understand it yesterday in terms of the atmosphere being a bit not the best and understand fans leaving um, before the full-time whistle because they pay money, to be fair, and they have every right to. Um, so I can't really judge them on that. But it would have been nice for the fans to stick around, applaud yeah. the players after, after the game because take away yesterday's defeat against Brighton, you have to judge it over the course of the season. And they have been fantastic for the majority of the season. So it would have been nice for the fans to stick around. But I'm sure on the final game of the season against Wolves, um, the atmosphere will be um, buzzing. Uh, and the players will get um, a deserved round of applause for, for the yeah. season that they've given us. Yeah, definitely. The um, This season has been fantastic. Um, I mean, obviously, we were, there were points where we we're eight points clear and it was fantastic. We thought we were breezing through this. But we know the Man City that, that we're coming up against. We know how fantastic they are and they've proven that. But the fact that we were able to be eight points clear, five points clear, for actually a lot of this season... At the, the top of the league, even for for the majority of this season, has been a fantastic ride. And I've been so proud, as I was just saying, of these players, of the whole club. It really has been, like, for me, as I was saying, the best season as an Arsenal fan. And it is just a shame that we have fallen to that last hurdle as you were just saying and I think as an Arsenal fan I think every single Arsenal fan out there can kind of agree with me on this it's the hope that kills you and it, it every, sing, every single <laughs> year it's the hope that kills you because and that is the kind that is the the big talking point of this season that we were like oh oh my god we're going to do it first time in 20 years that we're, that we're actually going to win the league. It's going to be fantastic. And I, I was one of those people, I genuinely thought that we were going to do it. I didn't think that we were going to slip up at that last hurdle because of how well we were playing the season. I yeah. thought at points we were completely unplayable. At points, we pro we were probably a bit better than Man City. When we played at the Emirates, we were so unfortunate to, to lose that game by the scoreline that we did because we gave away two silly goals. And we gave away two silly goals yesterday as well. And unfortunately, that's the story of the season. It's the fine hope margins, that kills it? us. It's the mm. fine margins. It's, But beyond that, it's a fantastic mentality from this team. We're a young team. We're, I'm, I'm sure we're one of the youngest teams to be competing for the Premier League. It is phenomenal how well this team's been doing. It's just a shame with how, how it's ended because I think the way that it's ended, it might... It's obviously put a downer on every Arsenal fan. It's put a downer on the whole club. And I I just hope that people don't remember this season for the last seven games, as I was saying, because we've we've dropped um, 12 points in the last seven games. I hope that this isn't the story of the whole season because the, 
as a whole, as we've been talking about, it has been absolutely incredible. And the only way, we've just got to remember this, the only way that we're going to be able to beat Man City, because I doubt that they'll lose another game this season, the only way that we have that we can beat City is by getting 95 points. The Invincibles got 90. So about next season? Yeah, well, no, the, I mean, City, if they win their remainder of the games, I think they'll get oh, yeah. That's 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 the team we're competing with. Yeah, it's a good point because, like, you look at Syria, Napoli have won the league. I think they've hit eighty points, eighty-five points or something. Barcelona won La Liga yesterday, and they've picked up around eighty-five points or something in that margin, and they've won won that um, league. Arsenal, if Manchester City weren't participating, if they were banned, whatever. If they weren't competing this season, if they had a drop off, and Arsenal were in the same position they are right now, they would have won the league. They would mm. have won the league. But again, we keep speaking about we're competing against a team and against a manager, which basically strive for success year on year. They always look to get better. They always look to improve. They always look to win and go again. And it's proven with the amount of trophies that they've won since Pep Guardiola has been in. Uh, being in charge, the football that they play, um, the players that they buy, Erling Haaland, they just continue to keep getting better and better. So it's just who we're competing against. They're a juggernaut of a team. And even if you got eight points, ten points clear, you still fear that they'll just come and claw that margin back and come back and win the league. And they've done it this season. So, yeah, I think they, they, they are regrets this season. They are if buts and maybes but yeah yeah so that's a great point from uh amira only time city didn't win the league in recent years was in liverpool got 99 points liverpool even got 97 one season it still was enough because city got 98 it is crazy and i think that 99 points if i'm not wrong amira was during covid during that covid season when it was locked down so it's just it's just one of those things we're competing against a crazy team. But if we want to win the Premier League title next season, the year after, whenever, we have to improve. We have to get to a level where we are the same, if not better, than Manchester City. And that stems from recruitment. That stems from experience. That stems from looking to get better, looking to see what you've done wrong this season, looking to see what you've done right. There's so many factors. And I look at that Manchester City team and they are the perfect example to where Arsenal need to get to. So... All's not all's not lost. We're back in the Champions League. I'm, I'm going to enjoy my summer. I know you're going to enjoy your summer. Um, I think we need a break because it has been oh, yeah. a draining season. But it's not over yet. There's still two games left. Um, so we'll still be here with you until the season wraps up. We've got Nottingham Forest on Saturday. And then um, we wrap up against Wolves on the final day. But Charlie, until then, any final, any final words? <sighs> Uh, I don't know. It's it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, I think we've just got to think about the season as a whole. It's just unfortunate that we've played so well, but then fallen at the last hurdle against a fantastic team. The only way that we can do better next season is keep the intensity throughout the whole season. So we've just got to look forward to next season now. Obviously, we've got the two games, so we've got to keep supporting our team. We've got to keep going 
Let's end the season on a high, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. I mean, it isn't completely over, but it obviously is, really. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, we've just really got to look forward to next season, but we've got to keep going for these last two Premier League games this season and just just keep going, keep going as an Arsenal fan. And, yeah, it's, it's all we can do now. Yeah, just before we wrap up, I like this question from Marcus. I think it's the perfect way to end. I allow you four players to sign that we can afford in the summer. Who are they? The floor is yours, my friend. Uh, uh, okay. I mean... You don't have to give your reasons. Just just give me four players that you can think of. That I can think of? All right. Ivan Tony. Uh, no, no, no one like extravagant in it. Okay. Yeah. I, Ivan Tony. I okay. think he'd be fantastic. I'd say Declan Rice. I think... Jao Cancelo, you know, we've been linked with him. I, mm-hmm. I would love to sign him. It would be a lot of money, but I would love to sign him. And an attacker. I can't even think of any other wingers or something like that, because obviously, as you were saying about Saka, we we need to give him a rest every so often. But another player that I can only think of, actually, you know what, Mark Gahey. I'll say Mark Gahey. I think we need another centre-back because if something happens like William Saliba, like has happened this season, we will need a backup. And obviously we don't fully know the kind of like how well Kivior can do this season because uh, we've only seen him five games. I think it's five games now in total. So we don't know the full extent of what he can do. But I'd say, I think I'd say Mark Gahey as well. To answer Marcus's question... I'm going to go with defender Mohamed Simakan from RB Leipzig. I think those links are interesting, um, links I can get on board with because he's comfortable playing uh, as a right back, uh, as a centre back. And I think that would be the type of signing where I think, OK, wow, like we've got real, real versatility in our defence now. So Simakan as a defender, Declan Rice and Moises Caicedo for me, as our two midfielders, uh, I've wanted them for a long time. I can think about what happens in terms of where they play after, etc. But those two will be game changers. I look at Moises Caicedo and the fact that he can play as right, uh, right back as well. Like he's versatile. He's mm-hmm. such a good player, and I want him at Arsenal. And I think uh, Roberto De Zerbi at full time yesterday he said that potentially um, McAllister, um, and I think. Kaiseido will probably leave Brighton this summer. So interesting. So Declan Rice, Kaiseido uh, as our striker, uh, as our midfielder. Sorry. And in terms of the forward option, I want a striker. If I'm honest, um, uh, I know this talk about Bukayo Saka needing a rest, etc. But I want a striker. Ivan Tony, he would be my number one option, but obviously he has that situation that's clouding potential yeah. move at the moment so i'll take him out of the equation so you know who i like if i'm honest like it's not do some but Moani. yeah I, fair I, enough. I, I really i really like him i, I think he's some other season yeah he's having a really really good season i know a lot of people speak about that missing the world cup final when emmy martinez um, saved it but for Frankfurt, I think he's been excellent. And I think he's the type of player that would come in and he would add something different to Gabriel Jesus. But 
Yeah, I like Kolomwani. Dusan Vlahovic I like as well. Someone who's physical. But I'd say if I had to choose, Simakan, um, Declan Rice, Kaiseido, and either Vlahovic or Kolomwani. But yeah, Paul makes a great point as well. Akanji and Ake type defenders. Again, yeah. you know, you don't know what Mikel Arteta wants to do with Jakub Kibior as well. Maybe he sees Jakub Kibior as a left back in terms of the same awesome. position as Nathan Ake. So it's interesting. But I think four players, similar to what you said, similar to what I've said, I think they would really, really strengthen Arsenal um, this summer. So fingers crossed. You never know. Mason Mount could be another option as well. But yeah. Never know. Maybe. Charlie, cheers for jumping on, mate. Much appreciated as always. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you to everyone watching as well, especially on a Monday morning after after a Sunday night loss. It's, it's always difficult, but we, appre- we both appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, if you have enjoyed the show, I know it's been a bit longer than usual, uh, 42 minutes long. But yeah, like, like, like Charlie said, we always appreciate the support on the channel, uh, the comments, the feedback. Whether it's nice or not always nice, I know we've got a lot of opposing fans in the comments, but we love it. We love it. We embrace it. But yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, drop a like, comment, and keep following us down the Arsenal way.